1: i'm grant sabatier my name is logan lecky and this is the earn and invest podcast
0: i've built a number of small businesses in my life and the truth is i haven't been all that successful as an elementary school kid it was buying a few packs of now and laters and selling each piece of candy separately for a profit In high school, I was convincing a wholesaler to sell me cases of baseball cards and then listing them in a collector's magazine. During residency, I bought and sold artwork on eBay and built my own website. And eventually, I became a landlord and collected rents. All these ventures into solopreneurship were marginally successful at best, that is, until I finally got it right. My concierge medical practice doubled my income and allowed me to reach financial independence rapidly. Several failures and one whopping success. Was it worth it? Was it necessary in attaining financial independence? Could it be for you? Hey, everybody, I'm going to do something today that I rarely do. I'm going to ask you a favor. For the next two months, I am doing a survey on Earn and Invest. This will help me figure out how to best serve you, my audience, as well as let's tell the truth. There are going to be some advertisements on the show, so I'd like to make sure those advertisements at least fit you and who you are In order to do that, we need to know more about you. If you go to earnandinvest.com slash survey, again, that's earnandinvest.com slash S-U-R-V-E-Y. It'll only take a few minutes. Tell us about yourself, and then we can make Earn and Invest a better podcast and have it fit your needs better. On top of that, Airwave Media is going to enter you to win a $500 Amazon gift card if you go ahead and tell us about yourselves. Go to com slash survey. Again, this will be for the next few months, and I would totally appreciate it if you would check it out. Logan Leckie is the co-founder and CEO of Topia, an app that helps you start tracking your progress towards financial independence. Grant Sabatier is co-founder of Topia and author of the international best selling book Financial Freedom. Logan and Grant, welcome to Earn and Invest. Logan, I want to start with you. We use this term side hustle all the time. What's the difference between a side hustler and an entrepreneur?
2: I think an entrepreneur is someone who devotes a large portion of their time to building and scaling um, a business, whereas a side hustler, I think, is much more time sensitive. And what you're looking to do as a side hustler is you're looking to allocate portions of your time now to build something which is going to earn money while you sleep so I like to explain it as the equation isn't you're trading your time directly for money you're trading your time now in the hope that in the future that hustle is going to be front loaded and it can continue earning you income um, without you trading your time for it in the future.
0: Grant, you and I started in the financial independence space, and I feel like side hustling was glorified, at least in the beginning, but now I almost feel like it has a bad name. Has our feelings about side hustling changed over the years?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think anything that has transformative potential in your life ultimately is going to get commodified and sold back to you in ways that are perhaps nefarious or um, devoid of the original potential that was embedded in them. And that's a long-winded answer for saying, you know, side hustles really are such an essential part of my journey. When I started writing about them in 2015, there were about 200 searches a month on Google for side hustles. So no one was talking about it. Now there's over 250,000 searches a month. So it's obviously grown in popularity. And when anything grows, people use it for all different reasons. And I think side hustles has become somewhat of a uh, yeah, nefarious sort of marketing term or nebulous term that a lot of, you know, sketchy TikTokers and Instagrammers, you know, ultimately use to to sell, you know, high priced courses or, you know, get you interested in their brand. So I think the transformative potential of side hustle as a phrase, as a concept has it, really lost a lot of its meaning and, and transformative potential. And I'm happy to see that more people are talking about it, you know, as side gigs or side businesses rather than just side hustles. You know, I think it was kind of the 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 beginning of the end when there's a Nickelodeon show that came out called Side Hustle. You know, it's <laughs> like everything's been kind of downhill since then. Um, but the concept, is still very powerful. It's the same thing with the fire movement. You know, the fire movement, as it's grown and it's spread, or as financial independence has grown and spread, I too think it has lost some of its transformative potential the more mainstream it gets. But thankfully, ideas that do change lives take on many different forms and many different names. And thankfully the idea of making money outside of your full-time job as a way to both learn new skills and acquire more freedom in your life is increasingly mainstream, whether or not we call it a side hustle or not. Um, now, over fifty percent of the people, you know, in the U.S. Uh, are, are testing or have some form of side income, and and that's a trend that you know I saw very early on. Um, but you know, I'm just thankful that that uh, people are still pursuing it, despite the fact that others are using you know the, the term for for you know less less than uh, wholesome uh, means.
0: I feel like we are making this transformation and today we're going to talk about financial independence entrepreneurship or FIpreneurship. Logan, clearly you started the Topia app, you are an entrepreneur, but it always it wasn't always this way. Talk to us about some of your early side hustling you did that kind of led you to start Topia.
2: But sure so the first side hustle i ever started the way it came about is i reflected on what kind of skills i had and started thinking about how i could monetize them and luckily i uh, originally from scotland and my dad taught me how to play the scottish bagpipe so that was quite a unique skill and i thought surely i can monetize this somehow and i, I was quite literally 15 years old i built this kind of diy website this was like pre-wix so i learned a bit of coding and was really kind of hustling in 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 the evenings. Got the website live, pushed it out um, onto Google, pushed it out across a couple of different platforms. And before I know, it, before I knew it, on the weekends I was earning. It was a couple hundred bucks um, an hour, which was really good money for a, for a, for a young person. And that um, bagpipe and side hustle stayed with me all through my teens. And then I kind of adopted this mindset, which was or. I actually had this realization, which was my weekends were getting pretty filled up, and at this time I was I was working a full time job, and I started seeing a pretty low ceiling in terms of how quickly I could scale this as a side hustle. And I started thinking, you know, I really want to extract myself from this side hustle to make it more scalable and to stop trading my time for money. So I made this kind of slight pivot, which which had a pretty big impact in terms of how I viewed side hustles moving forwards. And that pivot was. I tweaked the website slightly and made it more of a marketplace for bagpipers and people could come on and they could pick which bagpiper they wanted. And I curated different bagpipers to put on it. So then what happened is people were booking other bagpipers and I was taking a slice of the pie, which immediately made it um, infinitely more scalable. So that really started the kind of side hustle bug in me. And that actual side hustle was a big reason I was able to ultimately quit my full-time job and pursue Topia which was very much a kind of passion project which at which you know scratch I wanted to itch but without that side hustle and the um, freedom it was unlocking in my life immediately I definitely wouldn't have been able to take that plunge and start working on on the Topia app so that was very much my First aha moment when it when it came to side hustles. I then kind of put them on the back burner as I focused on Topia, which I described more as a it turned out to be more of a kind of entrepreneurial venture where it was a lot of time and energy, but I had a real big passion for trying to help people on on their fire journey. And then courtesy of Grant, who's um very, very well versed in side hustles and all the time I was spending with him and the calls we were on, I started, you know, learning more and more about the different side hustles out there. And the big kind of aha moment I had was there's you know infinite possibilities of side hustles you can start up in your life. And there's an array of opportunities in front of you at all times, which you could start um generating income off of. So about a year ago, I set up my second side hustle, which was selling products on Amazon through their Amazon FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon program. So since then, I've I've now got three products up and running on Amazon. And I'm at a point now where the income I generate through my Amazon FBA side hustle plus my backpacking side hustle is enough to cover my monthly expenditure. So I'm in this point where I'm cash flow FI, uh, cash flow financial independent or cash flow FI, um, which again was a kind of another big moment for me because before finding out about side hustles, in my mind, I had this traditional FI route, which was, you know, over a decade of slowly accumulating. An ETF portfolio through carving out you know, a high savings rate every month. So I was at this point when I hit cash flow financial independent, I was at this point where traditionally, if I was pursuing traditional financial independence, I would have been about 10 years away from being traditionally financially free. But with these two side hustles I'd unlocked, I was already, you know, financial independent within that kind of cash flow FI sphere which was a big aha moment where if I hadn't have discovered those side hustles, I would have had another 10 years until I unlocked that, 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 that degree of freedom in my life.
0: I want to talk in a moment about this idea of the definition of financial independence changing as we move more to an entrepreneurship model. But before we do, Grant, I just want to ask you about your aha moment, because Logan is talking about this transition of trading time for money. And anyone who's read your best-selling book Financial Freedom knows that you started as an employee, very much trading time for money. When did it click in your head, Grant, that you need to transition out of that model and start looking at either building up your own business or side hustling on your own?
1: Yeah. So in 2010, when I moved out of my parents' house, I was 24, I got a job at a digital marketing agency in Chicago, really amazing company, Envisioned it Media is still around today. And uh, there was a young CEO, so I was 24 at the time, he was 30 or 31, and he had, you know, 20 employees and a growing business and had had this agency since he was, you know, in his early 20s. And it was at that time, I was making $51,000 was my starting salary when I worked at this agency. And I quickly, you know, I'd read Your Money or Your Life, I'd already bought into the idea of FI. I just did the back of the napkin math and was like, geez, making 51K, I'm just never going to be able to reach financial independence, even saving 50% plus of my income, you know, and living in the cheapest apartment I can find. I was like, I need to increase the upside here. And so I looked across the agency and I thought, hmm, you know, how much is you know, the CEO making from this agency, you know, how much is he probably pulling in? And even that I was like, you know, maybe he's making 300K, 400K, you know, based on on the business. I didn't know a whole lot about the fundamentals of the business, but I was like, you know, even that, that's a lot of money. But there's a lot of moving pieces here, uh, you know, to to manage an agency and a lot of lot of pain. So I just started thinking a little bit bigger. What's the easiest way that I could make the most amount of money. And this is when I started getting into building WordPress websites. And I knew because we at our agency were selling, you know, 200,000, $300,000 website projects. I was like, I only need one of those a year and I'll make, you know, as much as the CEO of my company is making. If I could sell more than that, that would just be insane. Obviously, you can't go from nothing to selling $200,000 websites, but you can start, Trying to you know sell as much as you can, and this is when I really got obsessed with the idea of selling. And what what are you actually doing when you're selling? You know, I had this preconceived notion that salespeople were like sleazy and slimy. But once I made the transition and realized that you know selling is really about if you believe in something, helping solving someone else's problem uh, that either they don't know that they have, or you know ultimately you know helping them grow their business. And so once I realized that um, and that. I could sell in different ways to different people. That was incredibly empowering. So I went from the selling the $500 website to a lawyer, uh, a solo lawyer uh, in Chicago who introduced me to some other people through a local Chicago uh, attorney association. And then I designed a $50,000 website You know, only a couple months later you know, for a small, medium-sized law firm. That was just a big moment. Oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing One person paid me five hundred. Another person paid me fifty thousand dollars. It's literally the exact same thing that I sold. Uh, That that was massively eye opening for me. And then I, you know, spent a few more months at the agency learning all I could. But but was you know off to the races. You know, building websites and trying to go out and find the client with the most amount of money. uh, You know that that I could sell a website to.
0: Logan, as I listen to both of your stories, I start thinking about this idea of what financial independence really means. And I think about the Topia app, when you started it, it kind of had that very traditional financial independence feel. Like, how much money do I need to be saved so that's invested in such a way so that I can live off of that money and not have to work? Is the pathway to financial independence changing? I mean, what fundamentally, it feels like there's been a shift
2: here. So... The way we, when we set out to build Topia, we wanted to build this all-in-one purpose-built tool for the FIRE community. And we always advocated that we wanted people to pick their own flavor and choose their own path when it came to um, reaching financial independence. So you're right in the fact that Topia the the app did start out as traditional financial independence. We of course built in you know the ability to pursue coast FI and barista FI and lean FI, and you can still do that, right? You can still come into Topia, and you can still pick whatever roadmap you want to choose to reach financial independence. But the key change which has happened since I had this big realization in my own life is that throughout the app we have these little kind of cheeky prompts or call to actions, which are trying to just elude people to the so, what could happen if they did decide to dabble in side hustles? So, you know, we'll have something which will say, you know, if you had a side hustle we'd bought in you know X amount per month, this is how much it could change your fire journey by. And we really want to try and bring to life that that wow factor, which side hustles can have because fundamentally they are one of the quickest, they are one of the best tools to unlock freedom in your life, the fastest. So we've kind of sprinkled that throughout the um, the Topia app to try and help people realize the power of, of side hustles.
0: Grant, developing a side hustle or discovering entrepreneurship can really transform your path to financial independence. Let's flip that around a little bit. How has entrepreneurship changed your feelings about financial independence and what you consider to be financially free now?
1: That's a great question um since i've been pursuing you know phi since 2010 a number of things have happened the first one is the barrier to entry to being an entrepreneur has just gotten lower and lower and lower so when i started out in 2010 you, know, you had to build your own website you had to know You know, a a marginal amount of coding to hook all the pieces up together. And I'm saying, you know, in terms of a Shopify uh, store, different types of carts, now you can set up everything in one click. You don't need any knowledge at all. And so it's just gotten easier and easier to make money on your own terms. On the flip side, whenever anything gets easier, it eventually gets more competitive. And so this is one of the areas where I think we're at a confluence now, where for people who have experience in making money online, you know, I've been doing this a while now, it's never been easier, right? But for someone just starting, it paradoxically, because it's easier for everyone to do, it's actually gotten harder to compete. And so that's one of the challenges that we're we're, we're having now, where it's like, Yes, you know, to Logan's point, you know, he's making money on Amazon FBA, but if you do a Google search for Amazon FBA, 99% of the results that you're going to get are scammy $10,000 plus courses that, you know, people are going to try to get you to sign up for to then give you some model that probably just won't work for you, right? So whenever things get easier, people, you know, really really try to profit off of that. But for you know I'm not saying the savvy person once you once you spend a few months digging through the crap you know what I mean and even Logan himself had to do this he would send me links for these things that I knew immediately were scams or just you know clickbaity I was like dude that's not legit that's not legit even Logan had to sift through it once you sift through that and you find people that you trust whether it's you know a blogger or a writer and then and then and then you soak up their information, um, th- then then it's kind of off to the races. So I still am extremely bullish on making money online, making money on your own terms, you know, finding finding ways to to be be creative. The thing is, you just have to do it in your own way. And this is always the challenge in life because we're exposed to other people's blueprints. And sometimes we want to follow that exact blueprint. But that blueprint no longer works. And so this is the big challenge with my book is that, you know, I, re- I pursued financial independence literally in one of the best bull markets in history. And so people point to that and they're like, Whoa, we're going into a recession. I can't do that. Well, I started shortly after a recession. Right. So we don't know what the future is going to hold or predict. I also say very clearly in the book. I'm an extreme example. Don't be as hardcore as I was. The reason I'm writing this book is because I made an insane number of mistakes and I was too hardcore and I regret some of it. And so, you know, don't make those same mistakes. This was my fair warning. Um, Some people heed that. Some people don't. But it's one of those challenges where whenever you read something and incorporate it into your life, often the easiest thing to do is to try to do exactly what someone else did. And the challenge with doing that in the online world is trying to do anything someone else did, it likely won't work because things change so quickly. And so the challenge becomes, how do you do something on your own terms, in your own way, that you've increased your chance of success because you got to go through that three month period of kind of fumbling around and figuring it out. You got to you know do the experimentation that's required of any type of entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of people gloss over that, or they get um, they, they they get demotivated, or or they burn out. You know, and it's like that first six months. It's going to be tough, and it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be hard. But everyone's gone through that. Every single successful entrepreneur has gone through that, and so it's almost inevitable. So I think going into it knowing that you're like, oh, this is gonna take a little while, but I'm gonna get there. Um, there's a great article that came out in the New York Times in January that's like, is passive income even real? And the New York Times they wrote about this, you know? And you know, the case was just like, oh, all these people thought it was easy, but it wasn't easy. And it's like, yeah, why would making money while you sleep be easy? Like, why, <laughs> why, you know what I mean? Like then everyone would do it, right? It's like you know, so I think I think there's just you know a lot of this stuff just gets a bad rap, and you know it's funny now. I feel like such an old guy in this space, even though I'm only 38. But the you know I, I've been saying the same thing all along, um, and I think that that you know I view my role now as as continuing to just you know point to the things that you know are working now and continuing to work because I'm in the game just like everyone else, right? I reached five took some time off. Then I launched another company, sold it, took some time off. I'm back deep in it. You know, I'm, I'm as deep in building a company as anyone I know. Uh, you know what I mean? We just got health insurance last week for, for everybody, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Um, And so that's part of the fun is because once you get back in the game, you know, you, you, you realize the rules have changed a bit, but it's just, it's just like why Michael Jordan can probably go out and beat, you know, 99% of people in pickup basketball, you know, even though he's over 50, right. It's like, yeah, you have a lot of experience that you can bring to the table, and you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses, and 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 you just make sure to pick the right shots. Um, and that's what wisdom and experience, you know, ultimately gets you.
0: So, Logan, we're using this term, and you coined it, fipreneurship, right? This idea of pursuing financial independence through entrepreneurship. As Grant was mentioning, right, the barriers are to entry are as low as ever. On the other hand, there's a lot more competition because those barriers are low. Have we as a population been too afraid of entrepreneurship in the past? I mean, are we too reticent? And is this something we need to start thinking about?
2: Definitely. I think there's a big kind of information gap where people don't really understand what the term entrepreneurship means. And they think if you're an entrepreneur, you're starting up some sort of startup, raising a ton of capital, growing a huge team, becoming a CEO, and um, you know, you're kind of off to the races, which is a hugely kind of daunting pros- uh, prospect, which a lot of people don't want to design their life to that means. And I think this this kind of term solopreneur started coming through, and that's where I think it gets really exciting. It's that there are these smaller opportunities out there which you can, you know, do from your laptop, you can do from your bedroom, you can do after work, you can do it on a Sunday after you have your Sunday lunch. And you can whip up your laptop and you can start analyzing and trying to assess these opportunities and trying to set something up yourself. And I think trying to educate people and tell stories and case studies of other people who have done that is the biggest way we can kind of close that gap. And it's one of those things that once you kind of understand the opportunities and understand, as you and Grant said, the kind of low barriers out there um, to get started and you kind of really find your niche, realize your strengths, and just go at it. Then your eyes are open, and you know you get the kind of, sort of solopreneur, fivepreneur bug where you're starting up a couple of things there. You're doing a couple of things there. You've always got a couple of plates spinning, and you're just experimenting and looking for ones which work and and take off. And I think again, you know, definitely for me, when you thought of entrepreneurship, you think of you know the really hard path, and you, you'd see images of these founders who are working the you know, crazy, crazy hours. Whereas being a solopreneur, I, I really think that it can be incredibly fulfilling because you're looking at things you're passionate about, you're interested in, and you're thinking about how you can monetize them. And once you see something grow from the input um, you're putting in, it can be a credit incredibly rewarding, not just fi- um, financially, but also from a kind of fulfillment standpoint. And when I look at kind of what my Amazon products have done, I take a lot of pride in it. And when I talk about them, I take a lot of pride in what I've done. When I work on something on a Sunday and I see it really pay off a couple of weeks later, you know, that's all down to me and my kind of solopreneurship. And you know, that that's had a huge impact, a hugely positive impact in my life.
1: Yeah, the one thing I'll add, I think, you know, so much of early entrepreneurship and side hustling is just experimentation and testing, figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying. And then it's really just about. You're looking at things, you're trying to look at things in a different way, and you don't know when you're going to see the opportunity. You know, it's just not, it's not dissimilar from, you know, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger sitting on, you know, billions of dollars and waiting for that one investment. It's the same thing. You're trying some things, you're kind of waiting in the water. And then when you find that thing that you know is going to work, you go all in on it. And that's the, that's that's what you learn to do. And I think, you know, to, to your you know example, you know, Doc G, the concierge medical practice. I'm guessing that you ha- you were in medicine, and then the sort of the 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 concierge practice was likely gaining a little bit of traction, probably, or you were seeing some other people do it, and it was opportunistic. It was like, oh, other people are doing this. Here's a way to see fewer patients, make more upfront money. It's a no brainer, but you would not have seen that without already being a doctor, without already, you know, um, paying attention. And the same thing right now with me, it's like, why am I buying and selling affiliate websites? Like how, why are you doing this? And I'm doing it because I know there's like a two to three year window right now. And I see it as clear as I see a blue sky. And the only reason I see it is because I've done it a few times and I know what to look for. You know, and so that's it. And that's why I'm doing it because it's right there in front of me. And it would be dumb to not reach down and pick up a $5 million bill or whatever. Um, and so I think that's the thing too is it's like money. The more time you spend with it, the better your relationship with it becomes. Entrepreneurship is the exact same thing. The more times you start things that you're around entrepreneurs, you ask questions, the more money making opportunities that you see. And then it's just for me, I see. You know, 10 of them a month. And then it's just like, which one do I want to do? Right. And there are ones I was talking with my wife this morning. There are ones I want to do that I just don't have time for or can't do. And so that's, you know, the blessing and the curse of this is once you get good at making money, then you start seeing those opportunities everywhere. Uh, you just have to be ready for that one that, that, that fits with where you're at in your life that you see an end point. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs, even successful ones that I'm around, don't think enough about. They don't reverse engineer their success. A lot of people get excited about the early idea. They're pumped. They have all this motivation. But the, you know, it, it needs to be a means to an end, right? Yes, you can be an entrepreneur for the next 80 years of your life. But the world is going to look so different in five years than it does today, that going into a business without an exit plan i think in these times is is quite naive and so it's worth taking some time to think about where do i want this business to take me how do i want it to fit into my life how do i want it to power my life and then what are some potential off ramps so am i building this to sell am i building this to get enough cash flow in working 10 hours a week so i can spend more time with my kids you know not knowing that then entrepreneurship, just like financial independence, can become money addiction in another form. Because once you start making a lot of money, it gets a lot of fun to make a lot of money. And it's even harder to get off the treadmill. And that's why you see, you know, the big billionaires of the world, you know, the Carl Icons and the, you know, Sam Zells and the Steven Schwartzmans, why they're still grinding in their 70s and their 80s. They do get a lot of meaning from it, clearly and it does fulfill a purpose of their part of part of their identity. But I think a lot of them are of a generation where there was no other option, right? They haven't thought about the exit ramp. And so that's one of the things, you know, it goes back to so many people have more freedom than they realize. And the biggest shame of pursuing FI is when people have that freedom, and they don't use it. And the same thing applies, you know, when you're an entrepreneur as well.
0: We are talking to Logan Leckie and Grant Sabatier. They're the co-founders of the Topia app. And we are talking about financial independence, entrepreneurship, or fipreneurship. We're going to take a short break. I'm Doc G, and this is the Earn and Invest podcast. This episode is brought to you by Range Rover Sport. Range Rover Sport leads by example with a visceral, uncompromising, and dramatic feel This car helps you rise to the occasion. How does it do that? Range Rover Sport has powerful on-road performance and commanding all-terrain capability by combining assertiveness with signature Range Rover refinement. This is the car that redefines sporting luxury. The new Range Rover Sport features advanced cabin technologies such as active noise cancellation and cabin air purification. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, service key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash earn. That is linkedin.com slash E-A-R-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com/earn and get started Let me reintroduce you. We're talking to Logan Lecky, who's the co-founder and CEO of Topia, an app that helps you start tracking your progress towards financial independence. and Grant Sabatier, who is co-founder of Topia and author of the international best-selling book Financial Freedom. And we are talking Phipreneurship. Grant, a moment ago before the break, you were talking about this idea of you see this window, three to five years, affiliate websites. It's something you're good at. It's like seeing a $5 million sitting on the ground. Why wouldn't you pick it up? But I want to think about the new fivepreneur who's going into their five journey and trying to figure out how to build business or entrepreneurship into it. Do you need to be passionate about your business? Like, if you see low hanging fruit, should you go for it, even if it's maybe something you're not that interested or excited about?
1: I think the earlier you are in your entrepreneurship journey, perhaps the more advantageous it is to pursue an entrepreneurial vision that you're not as passionate about or doesn't have as strong of a mission. If you're using that pursuit to build your financial foundation, and if you go in saying, you know, I'm going to save, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to do this. You know, I I don't like, uh, you know, I hate tutoring, but I'm going to tutor and build a tutoring business so I can save a hundred thousand dollars because that is going to buy me time to then figure out what I really want to do and love. Then absolutely, nothing has to be forever. And I think that oftentimes we delay things in our life because they're not perfect or we haven't found what we loved. I didn't find you know what I loved to do until you know I'd reached financial independence till I was thirty till I started writing about money and writing books and engaging with this community up until then. I didn't love building websites. I didn't love dealing with clients. In fact, I hated dealing with clients. And so I built you know, an agency and then I built a company where I was saving 82% of my income because I wanted to get out as quickly as possible. So it really was a means to an end. And I had no idea what I wanted to, quote unquote, do with my life. Now that I'm on the other side of that and my life is mission-driven, passion-driven entrepreneurship, what that unlocks for me in terms of joy and opportunities and the magnification that it has on my experience of being alive and being a human is incomparable. So if I, you know, I wish that I was 22 and found what I love to do and I, you know, I would have loved that. Right. It's like, that's, that's the best case scenario. But if you don't have that conceding to, okay, here's something I can make some money at. I'm going to do it. For this amount of time, I'm going to try to save X amount of money and X amount of time so then I can free up space uh, and just have less risk in my life. Right? It's about de-risking your life. Um, It's like when you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's kind of all you can think about. But when you have, you know, a year of expenses saved, it really opens up your mind to be more receptive to ideas and energy that you wouldn't be receptive to, you know, when you're living paycheck to paycheck. And so there's a level of of expansion as a human that happens, um, you know, once you get to that point. Um, but if you have something you're fired up about and you just you just go to bed thinking about it and it's the first thing you think about when you wake up, like, you know, I would trust that intuition and I would run towards that, you know, as, as much as you can. Um, as long as you can do that financially, uh, and you can, and, and you cannot, you know, set yourself back, you know, too, too much or, or for too long.
0: Logan, let's talk about that expansion that Grant just mentioned and specifically how Topia plays a role in that. Tell us about your original vision of Topia and kind of the newer pivot towards Fipreneurship. Tell us how that fits in.
2: So from day one, my output and my mission with Topia was was crystal clear, and it still is crystal clear. I just wanted to help people reach FI. I really share that kind of passion and mission, which which Grant has, and and he was always my idol from 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 the get go. So that's always been the output we've been looking to achieve with Topia. What we started working on about two years ago now was, you know, if we want to help people achieve FI the best way to do that was to help them understand where they are in their roadmap and to help them track their progress. Because beforehand it was a little bit complex. There were Excel spreadsheets, there were complex online calculators. And I saw a lot of people kind of falling off the financial independence bandwagon because they just got a bit overwhelmed. So two years ago, Topia was to do exactly that, to help people track and monitor their progress to FI. And that's what we started working on. We then had this huge realization, which is the the best way we can, and the fastest way we can help people reach FI is by helping them understand and implement side hustles. And as I said earlier, it can literally change a 10 year journey into like a one year journey just by building these additional income streams. So now we've built the app, it's helping people track their progress. Now, everything we do, and all I get up thinking about every day is how can we help people accelerate, radically accelerate their progress through setting up side hustles. And that's where the term, this kind of fivepreneurship came from. And what we're now working on and spending a lot of time and energy on is building this fivepreneur community. And what we really want to do with this community is we want to help people realize, well, we want to fight the battle, which is side hustles aren't scams. And there are, you know, frameworks you can follow to implement them in, in, in your life. That's one big battle we're fighting. The second big battle we're fighting is once people realize it's possible and they really understand the huge impact a side hustle can have in terms of them unlocking freedom faster. We wanna help them get that job done. We wanna be there, we wanna support them. We wanna help them find the right idea. We wanna make sure they're pursuing the right side hustle and provide all the resources and frameworks which they need to get that job done. So we built um, this thing called the Firepreneur community where people can opt in, it's a paid community. And within that community, we are building all the resources and frameworks they need to get to find that side hustle and get it set up. So we we meet for 90 minutes every week. We have people pitching what side hustles they're working on. We do a big kind of mastermind where we collectively brainstorm. We have two people building side hustles live so you can follow along and watch them do that. And, and then on top of that, we have this you know big Slack channel where everyone's bouncing ideas around and helping each other out. But the real promise of this community is that within 90 days, we want every single member to have found their side hustle to have it up and running and to be generating income from that site us within 90 days. And if they don't do it within 90 days, we 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 literally just give you your money back. It holds us accountable. It makes sure that I'm delivering on our mission and helping people accelerate their time to FI. So that's a big focus, which which a lot of my all of my time and attention is uh focused on.
0: Grant, as I listen to Firepreneurship and what you're talking about, I can't help but think about real estate. And I feel like We've heard this before with real estate. People in the real estate financial independence community are very much of the same thought process. How can we get there faster? How can we utilize business skills in order to create, quote unquote, passive income? It just sounds very similar.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's listening to this and the kind of hate email that I'm going to get from this, but I think that uh, investing in real estate as a path to FI I still think it's one of the fastest ways, but I think that the opportunity is is rapidly drying up. I think it's gotten way too competitive. And I think what you see is that the you know 10 years ago, the average everyday investor buying a couple of rental properties, a couple of doors, building a small portfolio was a very sustainable way to build consistent cash flow. But now when you have the large investment firms trying to buy up all the single family homes in the United States, trying to, you know, dominate the asset class I think it's getting nearly impossible uh you know in in most markets to find affordable um, side hustle real estate investments if it's your full-time business and you're a flipper or you know you're a consolidator like you're your long-term buy and hold investor likely still possible but it's gotten uh even in my market you know Columbus Ohio just in just prohibitively expensive right and I have all the assets in the world and you know, resources and connections, and and it's nearly impossible to find a good rental property. So I'm saying that through the lens of that's why I think you're seeing a lot of people in real estate investing migrate towards syndications and syndication, you know, deals are getting more and more popular because it's kind of like, hey, I don't have the time or the interest to to buy eight properties and manage those doors. I'm just going to throw my money in a big pile and 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 buy bigger properties and and just you know try to sit back and create a more passive income stream. So syndication driven, uh passive real estate investing, I think, I think is popular. I think what we're talking about here within the fivepreneur community and with Topia is we migrate towards very asset light businesses. And there's a big difference there. Um I'm a huge fan, you know, of owning websites. And buying websites, they live, you know, on the Internet. I have to amortize my uh, acquisitions just like, you know, a real estate investor does. So I buy a website and I amortize it over 15 years. Um, And so the IRS views it in a very similar way but I don't have to, you know, go fix a toilet or deal with a zoning change, or, you know, I don't have to show up at, you know, 225 Oak Street and check out the property. You know, I can check my websites, you know, from anywhere, you know, in the world, and it gives me much more flexibility. I don't have a warehouse full of things. And that's one of the great things about Amazon FBA, you know, when you're shipping it to Amazon, and they're, you know, fulfilling it, you know, that can be quite asset, you know, light, you know, as well. And so, that's the beautiful thing about the internet building online products, you know it's just it's just asset light, very high profit margin, flexible, adaptable, somewhat resilient but increasingly resilient businesses. That's one of the reasons why I have a portfolio of websites. I don't just have one. I try to diversify um, just like any good investor. Um, but that's really our core focus um, within the Fivepreneur community are those asset light. Uh, you know, high profit, uh, very heavy cash flow businesses.
0: Logan, I mean, this sounds too good to be true, right? Asset light, flexible, high profit. What are the barriers that most fivepreneurs are going to face? Like what is the kind of initial big barrier that
2: they need to learn how to get past? So I think a big one's accountability. You know, people are kind of aware of other people making money online and having side hustles, and they kind of have a few ideas, but just get quickly engulfed by day-to-day life. And before they know it, it's been a month and they haven't kind of moved towards or had any progress towards that idea. And then they just kind of put it on the back burner. So staying accountable is a really big one. The second one is... You know, the minute you fall into any sort of pitfall, it can be really demoralizing and you can quickly lose motivation. And what we see again, and it kind of interrelates to the accountability one, that someone might fall into a little pitfall and think, oh, you know, that that's it, you know, I'm done, you know, it hasn't quite kicked off as a as a, as it were hoped. I'm not gonna re-retry a different kind of marketing channel or something else. Um, so they're the two, and then the other one is just having belief that you can kind of find that opportunity and I'm a big big advocate and I spend a lot of my time talking about this and it's just ad- ad- adopting this mindset that there are opportunities around you every day and when you wake up and are looking to the looking for those opportunities you'll quickly be able to build up a bit of a kind of hit list of potential side hustles you can start and to Grant's point earlier about him having you know 10 every month or whatnot and not having time to do them you know they're, they're always there and a great one I had was you know one of my um friends was was having um a child and I thought I'd send them a gift and again leading into my Scottish heritage I was going on Amazon I was searching some you know baby gifts and I thought I'm gonna make a make it a Scottish gift um, typed in Scottish Highland cow toy, which is a, um, a Scottish animal and then a cuddly toy combined sort of thing. And I quickly just saw this opportunity, which was there was only one person selling this highland cow. And I could see that they were selling a huge number every single month. And there were no other competitions. And any other person or me last year, I would have just clicked buy. And, and and just walked off, and you know that was it. But now I've adopted this kind of side hustle mindset. It was like ding, 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 ding. This is an opportunity. I'm going to explore it. And you know, I've just ordered a couple of hundred Highland cows, <laughs> and I'm about to launch my fourth product on 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 Amazon. And it's just helping people adopt that mindset. And I always tell people just every week write down 10 things which annoyed you or 10 products which you think could be improved and they might all be rubbish and you can chuck them in the bin but just working that muscle of kind of scanning around you day to day and looking at those opportunities and you know the people we've got in the fivepreneur community it's amazing what they're you know, every week they, they they come to our group calls with these, you know, incredible ideas and they're, they're often, you know, just simple ones. And when they say it to you, you're like, yeah, of course, that would be a great product. But they're just scanning, they're looking and now they're starting to implement them um, as well, which is really exciting to watch. So I think it's that kind of um, mindset of scanning for opportunities, then just staying accountable. And when you do fall into a pitfall, which is going to happen, it's entrepreneurship, people, either way you look at it, you've got to get back up. You've got to try another way and you've got to just keep pushing forwards.
1: I think there's a lot of people that think they aren't entrepreneurs when they actually are. They just have a vision of what an entrepreneur is or a side hustler is that's kind of a limiting belief. They're like, oh, well, I am not that. I'm not my friend who's an entrepreneur. I am not, you know, that type of a person. But the reality is that we're all entrepreneurs in some way at our core. You know, if you have a full time job, you're likely advocating for a salary increase. You're likely advocating for resources at your company. You know, those are the same things that make a successful entrepreneur. It's the same qualities. It's about advocating for yourself in this life. And I think it's worth it for everyone to seriously consider if not try entrepreneurship because I do know a fair number of people who said that they weren't entrepreneurs or they never thought of themselves and then once they started it unlocked a part of themselves they never knew existed and it helped them grow as a person and challenge them in a way that nothing has challenged them before and it's, it's a really enlivening empowering experience when it works and it doesn't have to be at some crazy scale for it to work you know we all know this you know, when you're young and you're selling your now and later, you know, on the playground, you know, Doc G, and you make that dollar, you're like, yes, I did this. Like that sort of energy and excitement can add so much color and richness to your life that I always encourage people just to try it out. Um, and, and, And even if it doesn't work the first time, you know, if you feel something that if you feel something from it, then continue to pursue it and test it out just as a means of uh, Self improvement, for lack of a better phrase, you know, financial independence, you know, is is really at its core a, about um, optimizing your finances in one part of your life. Doing that without considering the possibility that entrepreneurship can have on that process is like, you know, trying to run a marathon and saying you're not going to drink water. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you 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 just you it's it's just you can do it, but it's going to make it a little bit harder. And that's the great thing about fivepreneurship, it's like when you combine the principles of the five and the unlimited upside of entrepreneurship on your own time, on your own terms, it's that equation, financial independence plus entrepreneurship that not only accelerates your journey, it's just the X factor, right? It's like the sum is so much greater than its parts. And so trying that out and testing that out, you know is 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 super super worthwhile and valuable and then on the flip side you know not to be like too trendy or of the moment you know the potential that you know AI and these types of tools have to even further bear, lower the barrier to entry like you know you can make a your own google chrome uh you know, web extension in like 30 minutes, you know, using Chat GBT. Like you can, you can do the if you just have a vision for something, you can make it without having any coding skills, without having any, you know, and that's the scary thing about everything um, is that is that the tools, while they're still kind of underground, just the the potential of technology uh to 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 make it so easy to do these things. Um, it, it's just going to make entrepreneurship even more, more accessible, more competitive, but more accessible. Um, and you'll find your thing. I mean, that's, that that's the thing. Anyone listening to this, that that's curious, that's fivepreneur curious. I 100% guarantee you will find your thing. Like y- it takes a little time, but it's, it's there. And, and when you find it, there's no greater joy in life. And realizing that you can control how you make money and then you can use that money to live a life that you love. There is no greater feeling. And I want everyone to feel that feeling Um, and, and, and at, least, at least try it out. And the cool thing about Topia is like, this is the thing I love about working with Logan is, you know, Logan, I think he just turned what, 26 or whatever. You know, it's like, there's a whole new generation. Like I could not topia myself like i and i'm just pumped to see you know people 10 years younger than me taking up this call and building cool things that makes it more accessible to others and doing it in their own way and i think that's one of the greatest things to see is just the way in which these ideas continue to evolve and carry on in other people and spread and just to be a part of that um and um yeah, it's it's just a, an incredible time to be alive. I mean, you think fifty hundred years ago, like our grandparents, they had one option, you know, to go work in the factory or be a farmer, you know, and and that's it. and 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 today, you literally have unlimited options and unlimited choices. And so what w- what an incredible time to be alive.
0: Well, Grant and Logan, I wanted to thank you for coming on today. I really feel like we're talking about the evolution of a mindset. I mean, look, when people first told me about financial independence, I thought it wasn't even possible. But eventually I did the research and realized that we could live this more free lifestyle. And I think the same thing happens with entrepreneurship. We say, I can't do this. I don't have the mindset to do it. And yet, when I look at my own trajectory, I had several mediocre businesses. But when it came to that final business, I had the skill set and the vision based on some of what I had done before so it's just the sense of you just have to jump in and do it so I'm real thankful that you guys with Topia are creating this community in which we can learn and grow together I want to end this episode the way into every episode just by asking you what is coming up next Logan let's start with you tell us about the Phipreneur community at Topia and if people are interested how can they join
2: Yeah, so we pushed the Firepreneur community live this month, and we're really excited to be growing it. We've got some great side hustle coaches within the community. We've got a great array of people as well, hustlers all helping each other out. So we're really excited to just double down on that. And, you know, as I said earlier, as the year progresses, my focus every single day is how can I deliver on my promise of helping people find that right side hustle and grow it to a point where they're unlocking freedom in their life. So that's what's going to kind of manifest within the Fivepreneur community. In terms of how you can find Topia and the Fivepreneur community, we are on topia-app.com. So you can come on there. You can download Topia if you want to, and you can also find the Fivepreneur community there as well. And Grant Sabatier, you are not
0: only involved in fivepreneurship through Topia, but you are also currently writing your next book, which is all about intra- entrepreneurship. Tell us about that and how people can contact you if they want to learn more.
1: Yeah, uh just to to echo you know Logan Logan's point in addition to the five preneur community uh we're, we have a new version of topia out so it's completely free for anyone to use you can link your bank accounts you know via plaid just just like other finance apps and do a lot of the FI calculations automatically I encourage you even if you're not interested in entrepreneurship but you're on the FI journey to check it out. Um, the Topia app has gotten really, really good, so so check it out. It's completely free. Um, and then in terms of my next book, yeah, I'm writing uh, some of this into my next book. It is an entrepreneurially driven uh, financial independence book, a follow up to Financial Freedom. So some of this, some of this will be familiar. Uh, but what I'm really focused on is outlining the entire beginning to end life cycle journey of an entrepreneurship, all the way from idea to sale to building a holding company so people can better understand how all these pieces ultimately fit together. If you have uh, an entrepreneurial story related to financial independence and you want to share uh with me, how you've used entrepreneurship to power and accelerate your financial independence journey. You know, reach out to me uh, grant at millennialmoney dot com or grant at grantsabate dot com. I'd love to hear your story and perhaps you know include it in the book. Um, i'm I'm looking for additional additional stories. So you know, I'd lo- love to hear from you. and then, yeah, I'm just really excited about, About the future here. I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right, Doc G, that this is really, in my opinion, the forefront, you know, of, of, of the FI movement, uh, in, in terms of the evolution of the idea. And it's really about the ideas continuing to evolve and and meeting this moment. And the great thing about all of it is it makes these ideas more accessible to a broader base of people, no matter where you come from, what you look like, or how much money you have. And that's at, at the core, really. Logan and I share that mission deeply, and I think that that's what you know you know unites all three of us is that we really we've experienced the transformative potential of financial independence, and we want other people to experience that as well. And and that's the really cool thing because truth ultimately, at the end of the day, I think does spread, uh, and and it's just it's just beautiful to see that. And um, yeah, it's 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 a yeah once again a great time to be alive.
0: Grant Sabatier and Logan Lecky, thank you so much for coming on Earn and Invest today. Thanks, man. That's a wrap. Earn and invest is now part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to this show as well as other fine podcasts. All right. I leave things running just for a few minutes to catch our chat. yeah, it's amazing, Grant, how different the conversation is than when you and I first met. And right, you and I first met in right. 2018. So we're not talking about that long ago. We're talking five years. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, it's different, right? It's much more, much more a lifestyle oriented and life design oriented and be much more like pivoting from that frugality space, which is like, just don't spend anything and save a lot. Uh, to creation, right? To creating these businesses which ultimately fund our lives and God forbid, you know, the, the, we don't talk about fat fi anymore, right? But I think ultimately right. people are looking to fund a much richer life, so to speak, um, than maybe when we started.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it, it is amazing to be, be be a part of. I mean, that's, that's really all I can say. It just continues to surprise me every day uh, how ideas and narratives and information spread. Um, and, and it's just, it's just cool. Cause I've been talking about this stuff for, for a long time to see it. And the fun thing is I can keep thinking about it. And, and like in my next book, like everything we talked about today is like, I'm already like a year ahead. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. It's, you know what I mean? Like I'm already thinking, and that's the fun thing, because it'll be like, "Hey, everyone, check out this new thing," you know what I mean? Um, and that's, I mean, that's what I love, love about doing this is that you know you can push the ideas forward in a way that sometimes it takes time for people to catch up. That's that's yeah, it's just it's 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 amazing to be a part of something that's relevant, you know, and and, and is dynamic enough to change, you know, um, because and then of, Logan. Of all- the-
0: Logan, the difficult thing is then translate all of that information and being ahead of the game and translate it into a place where people can learn and use it, right? Like to, to take all of that and put it in an app or put it in a community um, ends up being the challenge. Because even if you are very forward thinking in the ideas, you still have to find a way to disseminate them or, or bring people on board with you.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's always been the, the the kind of challenge. I think, you know, every week me and Grant spend time on a call and, and you know, he's he's kind of pitching the vision he sees in the future and then I'm spending the rest of the week kind of running around um, thinking about how best to kind of implement that within the kind of Topia ecosystem. But, you know, I think I the way I look at it is, you know, as long as I'm waking up and implementing that and, and you know, really care about the people using Topia and the people in the community, then, you know, eventually it will disseminate through and we will find that kind of, you know, what we call in kind of product market fit, where it just, it just fits with, with, with the audience and it helps them get the job done and it helps add value to them as well.
0: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean piles and I host nerd wallets, smart money podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign
2: correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlaz